Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Bat Chat, the uh, podcast that documents this 2022 season of the Bendigo Bats cross-country and road racing season. A big show coming at you. We're going to recap two races, the Cruden Farm cross-country and the St. Anne's Eckerton Relays, which happened just this past weekend. Also going to be talking all things Commonwealth Games selection with Andy Buchanan, who will be joining us. And we've also got the team director of the Bendigo Bats, Nigel Preston, here with me tonight. So a big welcome to you, Nigel. First up, how are you going on this Tuesday evening? Good, Brady. I uh, I know people can't see you, but you're looking very rugged up there in Moama. I am. It's... I'm down in our shed pretty much. And um, if I put the heater on, it makes too much noise. So these are the things I do for quality audio. I sit, I sit here and freeze, usually on a Monday night for inside running. But Tuesday night this week, I'm also freezing. And uh, very much looking forward to going to the Gold Coast on Thursday to get a bit of warm weather. A bit of warmth. Well, I hope our listeners appreciate your dedication to the <laughs> I hope they do as well. Thank you to our listeners who are tuning in to Bat Chat, the Bendigo Bat fans out there as well. We love you and your support of the show as well. My other co-host, Andy Buchanan, he's had a big day because at about, oh, I'm going to say maybe 7.30am this morning, he got announced as a marathoner to go to the 2022 Birmingham Commonwealth Games. So Andy, I'm sure you've had a massive day. Welcome to this episode of Bat Chat. Cheers, Brady. It's uh, yeah, it's good to be back on another episode. We uh, we slacked off a little bit last week. We we're a bit busy with a few different things, so it's uh, plenty to catch up on on this episode. So looking forward to uh, to especially chatting about last weekend because I missed it actually. So it's uh, it's going to be good fun. But thanks for having me on. Tell us about your last twelve hours. Twelve hours ago, yeah. your uh, your phone would have been starting to light up when Athletics Australia made the announcement. Yeah, so I I knew they were making the announcement today. I uh, wasn't sure what time. I obviously didn't think seven thirty. So I was um, I was sleeping. It was actually my last day. I had had COVID, so today was my um, my day that I was allowed out. So I was pretty excited about that. And then um, was wondering why my phone was vibrating so much. And uh, yeah, and then yeah, saw a lot of messages from people just saying congratulations. And I thought, oh, it looks like the Team's been announced, so um, it was a bit of a surprise. Like that, um, but obviously someone somewhere was up early and hit hit send, which was good. I'm and I'm just pretty thankful it's done. It's um, not a very good liar, and I've ha- been having to tell a lot of people, oh, I haven't heard yet, and then they get angry because they're like, the race is in a month's time. How do you not know, kind of thing? So it's uh, yeah, I'm pretty glad it's it's been announced, but it has been a big day. So you're known for a couple of weeks, I think, is that ten days, something like that. Yeah, probably about two weeks. Um, so I've known for a little bit, and it's um, I would have loved to have found out or found out today because that would have been pretty exciting. Um, but it's yeah, obviously they need to because AA select me, and then they pass that on to Commonwealth Games Australia, and then they kind of put that nomination in. So I think that's why there's a fair bit of time between um, me finding out and then the 
the average punter out there finding out. So, um, but yeah, I've known for a little bit, so I wasn't that excited. But now seeing a heap of people in Bendigo getting excited, heap of Bath fans, I'm pretty excited again. So it's yeah, yeah it's been a good day, but I'll sleep well. Yeah, you can share that excitement now with the people, can't you? So you get that kind of second, you know, role of excitement as well. And it is, I'm sure there's a yeah a smart reason behind why it takes them so long to actually announce it compared to when they tell you about it because it doesn't make them look good at all. Um, there's a lot of backlash, you know, people thinking they're not giving you guys enough time to prepare and all those kind of things, but it is good to know that the athletes know and can start preparing because it's going to come around pretty quick. What do we got, four weeks? Yeah, it's pretty much, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's the 30th of August, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Saturday the 30th of August, so four weeks on the knocker. So it's going to be, I don't know, it's actually just kind of sinking in. I'm doing a marathon in four weeks' time, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'll Yeah, I'll get ready. And the COVID situation, did it uh, knock you around a bit or you all good? Nah, I'm all good. Um, pretty much just like a cold that hung around for an extra day or two. Um, I was pretty sensible. I, I didn't really do much for most of those days um, and did my first jog today, only 30 minutes. And it's obviously that long-term approach. And I, I know through missing a week, I haven't lost much fitness. Whereas if I come back too quickly um, and yeah, push myself too much, I could easily have to have another week or two weeks out. So it's, um, yeah, just going to that slow, long approach um, through, to go, um, through to the, the marathon. But I feel pretty good, actually. That's good. So uh, any niggles that you were sort of able to rest up, like other physical niggles maybe that were pendering? Yeah, nah, not yeah. really. I was I was pretty good, um, but I've got very, very tight glutes. Um, on my run tonight, every step, it was like a knife was being stabbed in my glutes because I was, I've been sitting down so much um, and haven't really been moving around. Um, so, yeah, hopefully. Once I get back into my normal running, there's nothing. Often that comes up. You get these little niggles when you have, like when you're tapering, all that kind of stuff, because your body's so in tune to running every day. Um, yeah, it was. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to look at it as a bit of a blessing in disguise, and I won't have to taper that much because I'll just have a month of month of training. I know that the training from um, Hamburg's still in the body, so I'm looking at it as a positive. Yeah, it's not like you're unfit either leading into getting it. Like you, you won the 12K cross country on the Saturday and then I think you did two and a half hours on the Sunday over hills and then COVID was the Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I I come in contact with the, one of my mates. He had COVID on Sunday and then early Tuesday morning I ran, felt fine. And then as the day went, I was just like, man, I'm so tired. And then, yeah, tested positive Tuesday night. So, um but yeah, it's I don't know. It's not it's not the best timing, but now I can travel because I actually have to, I have to take a PCR um, before I get into the village over in Birmingham, and that would suck getting over there and catching COVID along the way and not being able to race. Whereas I think I'm I think I've got five weeks or six weeks immunity essentially, so I can yeah. I can live it up as I'm traveling and not have to stress about trying to catch COVID. So, which is good. Starting yeah. to sound strategic here, Nige. It's like he's uh, planned this. He, he, he did That's say he was right. unavailable for this relay a long way out as well, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he? And everyone was sort of thinking, nah, he'll run anyway. He'll He's dedicated to the bats. But it was all the plan. Mm, maybe get it maybe now. he pulled a mate in from Melbourne or something to come and hang <laughs> yeah. out with the day. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that smart. Well, I was starting to do the maths on it, Nige, because when I um, saw that it was missing on Strava, we had our whole Divi 1 team, or pretty much our whole Divi 1 team, in the uh, same car going to Cruden Farm and back on that Saturday. And I was like, oh, if he's sick, that could potentially mean half our team sick. Yeah, yeah. it'd be, it'd be a bad time. Bad time for the bats if we um, – but no, I, that crossed my mind. But then obviously when the, I caught up with him, he's the one that messaged me saying he, saying he tested positive. And that was Sunday after the run. So I knew – yeah, haven't come in contact with any of those guys. So You've been watching anything good on Netflix the last week? What's been your go-to? Yeah, actually uh, – I finished the whole four seasons of Yellowstone on Stan. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? No, I've only heard good things, though. Yeah, it's good. I quite like it. It's quite cowboys and Indians kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, very American, but it was good. I really liked it, but I was actually glad. Um, I was glad it was over a little bit because I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at sitting down watching stuff, and I was just that sick of watching 
stuff on my uh, laptop. So I'm pretty glad it finished, and I'm like, all right, yep, perfect. Finished it yesterday, back into the real world today. But, um, yeah, I can re- recommend uh, Yellowstone for anyone out there. <clears throat> and um, how many how many messages do you think you got today? Yeah, a lot. Um, I actually went out and mowed the lawns just to get away from my phone. <laughs> I mowed the lawns today as well. It was a good day to mow the lawns. Yeah, bit of bit of sunshine, so mm. made the most of it. Um, but yeah, I would have got a fair few. I'm not sure how many. Um, probably, yeah, not quite as many as after Hamburg, but because um, Hamburg they were kind of coming through across all platforms. Whereas for this, it was more so just um, like Facebook and text messages. But yeah, got a fair few and replied to most of them as they come in. So I like to kind of keep on top of them because I like I do appreciate all those messages, but at the same time, it's. Um, you could spend hours replying to them. So, um, yeah, no, it's good. It's it's just, as I said, I wasn't that excited about it, but it's exciting seeing how excited everyone else is. So, it's yeah, at I the think, moment, which is, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think the blue collar like side of things as well. Like people have known you for a long time and watched you come up through the different ranks, and they always see you racing locally. And now it's like, oh, this is the guy we get to watch on TV now. Like it's, you kind of made it. Yeah, I think nearly every message had like well deserved or so well earned or we've seen the years you've put in and yeah. like I kind of look at it and like a lot of them kind of say oh hard work paying off and I don't know I love the training like it just gives me that structure and I don't know I think even without the races I think I'd still probably train and you just enjoy that process of Tuesday you run hard and Friday you run hard and Sunday you run long and I don't know I like that but it, it has been good to see all those messages as well and I do agree with you there Brady they like a lot of people see me racing AV and um, yeah, whereas some of the others. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. Nigel you knowed more than me. The, um, Bendigo, Commonwealth Games representatives in athletics, track and field. Mm. Jess Rothwell, uh, maybe? Yeah, potentially. I'm not sure. Andy might know more in the 80s. Um, I would. The only one that probably springs to mind is Tim O'Sullivan, who's a Paralympian mm. or, or um, a Paralympic Games athlete. That's probably the... The only one that potentially springs to mind, um, maybe Tim Dreesen in, yeah. in field, but we're talking like few and far between, shall we say. There's yeah. not many yellow, yellow and green singlets been flying their way to Bendigo um, <laughs> post boxes in the last uh, 40 years. So, yeah, pretty awesome. So, Andy, looking ahead, have you had a chance to kind of look at the course? Have you got starting to get around that yet, or has it all been a little bit too early for that kind of thinking? Yeah, I haven't looked at the course yet. Um, I don't know, last, like I've known for two weeks, but I've just been kind of, I've been pretty busy get through school and um, I've been pretty busy organising where I'm off to next and what that looks like. And I think uh, over the next week, I'll have a bit of time to look at the course. Um, I've been chatting to Sinead a little bit and also Jess uh, Trengrove as well. So, well, Stinson now. So they've been telling me a little bit, but I, from reports, it's hilly. Um, but I don't think it's like, I don't know, my definition of hilly and someone else's definition of hilly is very different. Um, so I think it probably has a few lumps in it, but I think that will, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going over there looking to run fast. It's just look, like looking to run well and place well. So, um, yeah, I'm not really, I don't know, it is what it is and I'll, I will have a look at it and uh, try and prepare for it as much as I can, but I haven't seen it just yet. Cool. Have you guys heard anything about it? No, just hilly as well. Like, yeah, I think I, um, yeah, was it Sinead maybe in Launceston at the pre-race dinner talking about it maybe being a bit hilly? Um, but, yeah, that's all I've heard. Is it loops and stuff, do you know? Do you have to do... Yeah, I think there's a couple of loops in it. 10K lap but, or something? Yeah, I think there's a couple of loops in it um, to make it spectator-friendly. So yeah. that could be good and could be bad if they're repetitive hills, but that might swing to your favour as well, cross-country yeah, strength. Yeah, good. Yeah, John Cox will know Andy, run a PB coach. Yeah, John Cox, he'll I'll know all about the up. course. He'll be there on the day. He'll, he'll go and run it for me. I know, give you the Strava elevation. Little, 
make some little notes, like what Brett Lardner did before Tokyo. That's and then right. they moved it on him. Yeah, they did too. He was doing like the weather at different times of the day and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, where the sun's going to be coming. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. I'll get get John onto that. Actually, he'll he'll love to do. He that. would love to do that. I think. And then um, between now and race day, you kind of said four weeks. So Gold Coast, you were down to do the half marathon this weekend. What are you thinking around that kind of fresh off COVID? Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. Honestly, I'm taking it. it it's. I sound like a footy player saying this, but I'm literally taking it day by day um, and just seeing how I feel. I really want to race. I'm really keen to race some of those guys up there. It's an awesome field. But the last thing I want to do is kind of put myself in a bit of a hole through racing too hard. Um, So I'm going up there with every intention of doing it, um, but it may turn into a bit of a marathon workout if I'm not confident on how I'm feeling. Um, But I'm not really too sure. Like today's run felt completely fine but i think it's also how i feel tomorrow off the back of today so um wait and see i'm still going up um and i really hope i can race the half i haven't raced a half for a long time but um i just need to be sensible and know there's there's kind of bigger fish to fry in the aftermath rather than that so yeah definitely if you want to pace a 65 minute group i know at least uh two guys who would be uh keen for that happy to buy your beer if you want to go at that pace Get a few bats together. A couple of bats that I know of. Um, and then after Gold Coast, I think you're going to do some altitude at St. Moritz. Is that right? You'll fly straight over from there. Yeah, that is right. You've, um, yeah, you've done well with research on this show. Yeah. You do, wow. yeah. So I'm, I'm heading uh, straight to Zurich from Brisbane, um, and I'll be over there for three weeks. And then I'll fly into Teddington, spend a few days in Teddington uh, in London, just because that's, it's a good little home base. I know I know what it's like there, and a bit of um, yeah, a bit of comfort because I know the trails and all that. And then I'll catch a train, I think, up to Birmingham. And... Oh, you're frozen a bit on me here. Oh, oh, I've got you Is back. That, am I still yep. frozen? Got you back. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be away for about five or six weeks, which should be pretty exciting. That's good though. That's good, exciting. Uh, well, boys, we've got a few bats running this weekend, don't we, at uh, Gold Coast? So uh, that'll be good to see the Bendigo bats out there. And the in the full, there's uh, I think Brian McGinley, or yep, Irish, and uh, Matt Shepsky doing yep. the marathon and the Beast. I think and the, the Beast, the Beast for the for the full, and then in the half. Uh, Luke Millard, who's also a runner PB athlete. So there you go. That's and uh, Crammers, Luke, Luke Crammery and uh, Nathan Stote. And Brady, which one are you lining up for? Yeah, sir? I'm also going to do the half, Nige. So I'll be there on the Saturday morning. That's good. And then Matty Buckle in the 10. So it'll be good. There'll be a few Bendigo Bats boys around. Yeah, because we haven't been racing enough lately. We just need <laughs> to find another one in between the weeks. I'm actually going to get out on course and, and hide a few AP singlets around just so you guys can have some motivation to, <laughs> to chase them. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. It'd be different putting our uh, normal kind of race singlets on, not our uh, Bendigo ones this weekend. But let's talk about Bendigo singlets. We went around uh, two weeks ago. No, yeah, two weeks ago. No, one week ago, Cruden Farm. Like eight days ago, ten days ago. Yeah. That feels yeah. way longer than that. We went around Cruden Farm, the 12K cross-country course. It was uh, three laps of 4K. Muddy, hilly, there were some logs to jump. Not that hilly, actually. More muddy and technical than uh, hilly would be a good description there. bit worried about this going in, Andy, because we were down some big names. Obviously, um, Archie was out, Jamie Cook was out. Um, but there was no problems in the end. We won easy. Score of 89 points. We had you in first, Nath Stone in fourth. I was sixth. Matt uh, Buckle was 15th. Brian Keeley was 29th, and Glenn McMillan was 34th. Um, so a good win. The second team was Box Hill, 183, and St. Stephen's was the third team with 199. Good to have all the guys in the top 34 there. Big improvements from uh, from Matt. I think he jumped from about 25th down to 15th from Bendigo 8K to this 12K. And Glenn and Brian, who were both around, I think, 60th at Bendigo, both jumping down to 29th and 34th there. And they were, that was the first time I think both those guys, or maybe Brian did at Bendigo, scored for our Premier Division team. 
Yeah, like we were, I don't know, you were crunching some numbers in mm. that week leading up and we, were, we weren't confident, uh, probably like we were at Bendigo and uh, before jails and we kind of thought, oh, this is this may be the round where we get rolled kind of thing and um, it really, we, we even said it, it depended on those those last two guys, um, Brian and Glenn and if, if they had blinders, we were like, yeah, we're confident whereas if they didn't run that well, we knew we'd, we'd lose a lot of... Um, a lot of points there and we knew our top three were going to be pretty good and then matt he like he ran phenomenally like for for him to finish 15th that's a massive jump and just even seeing him finish um he was so stoked he was over the moon and i was kind of like calling out to you i was like there's our fourth and it was, it was pretty cool so um yeah awesome team result there from the from the guys and then i think our our div four team I think they got the win again. Is that right? The men, yeah, yep. They won. So far, the Div 4 team as well. Yeah, so, so they yeah. did well. And then we, uh, our Div 4 women, they got the win again. So they're undefeated as well, same as the boys. Um, and then we had a heap of juniors running as well. And which the, just... the Div 7 team won as well that day. Did they? Yep, yeah, they won, right. beat Mentone in Div 7. So, uh, so it was four, four open winners. Mm. Yeah, we only, we only send winners. That's all we do. We don't worry about second or third place we only send winners here from Bendigo and we had first and uh, third in the men's under 18 race and fourth with Jaden Harrison and Logan in that order yeah so they'll be slotted into the um, the Div 1 team in no time and I reckon Brady you and me our positions in two or three years I don't know if we'll uh, if we'll still have them I'm happy with that two or three yeah. years I don't know if we can still be doing this two or three well you can I'm not sure if I can still be doing uh, races this often in two or three years, so I'm happy for yeah. them to take my spot. So that was a successful day out. Um, it did put us three wins from three races, so it gave us a score of 36 on the ladder and a nice little bit of breathing space, which then led into the Eckerton Relays um, this weekend, just gone. Yeah. And, and Sorry, Nigel, go for it. Good question on Cruden. You guys, I admit, you're probably so far up the road that you wouldn't have noticed. But any thoughts on having the, the women's race start at the same time as the men? Good idea, bad idea, Andy? Um, I, for me, personally, I'm okay with it. Um, the one issue that would crop up is the lapping. So I spent my whole last lap lapping people, um, not just women, definitely men as well. Um, and for me, it was okay because I was just by myself, whereas Brady had a very different experience where he was in a group of three or four at least i'm guessing um and it's not like you're running on a track like and lapping someone in cross country is actually quite hard because they are probably going to stick to the race line and you have to work their way around which can be quite difficult um and yeah so it for me it was okay because i was by myself but brady might have a different opinion yeah well i was kind of saying to you at least at least when we went to lap people, they knew we were coming because you'd already gone past them and the guys in second and third had already gone past them, whereas I was kind of racing for, for sixth position, so they kind of had a bit of warning that people were coming past them by the time that we went past. Um, yeah, it was it was hard because the closer you got to the finish line, the more serious the racing got in our little group, and it's just like tight corners and someone goes to lap on the right, someone goes on the left, the person sees them coming on their right, so they move to the left, and it's just like just a bit potentially dangerous. But I I don't think it was a male-female thing. I think we would have lapped more males than females on that last lap anyway because the men's field was much bigger than the women's. Um, so you're looking at, yeah, I think I've got it open here, how many men there were in the race um you know i think there was 330 whereas in the women's race there was 129 um so when you're looking at how many people over an hour many more men than women um so, so probably you, all in all not not an issue like totally fine if they want to do yeah, that again not an issue yeah, yeah not an issue and i don't think um there were any issues out of it like that's when you would have known like if you mm -hmm. heard that someone did crash or collide or anything like that um yeah so yeah it was it was interesting to start like it was a good good photo opportunity seeing that many people like five six hundred people go go through a muddy paddock at the start there yeah yeah but, uh, would have been a good drone shot actually nige yeah 
yeah, yeah. They did have the drone out at uh, at the X at the um, relays on Saturday, actually. So we'll see, oh. see what footage comes of that. Capturing some Strava segments. Yes, yes. Hopefully, we'll see. But yeah, uh, yeah it does lead us to the Ekkenen, doesn't it, Brady? And uh, captain's performance there on on Saturday. So. Yeah. Well, the, to to mention how concerned we are, we were at the the Ekkenen. Compared to Cruden, like quite worried at Cruden, and then the worry definitely got um, increased leading into the uh, Ekkenen because obviously Andy out as well. And I think if you told me like in April, May when we we're gearing up for the season that you'd be missing Andy, Archie, and Jamie, the beast cook, and still be trying to win one of these things, um, I would have told you you were joking. But we uh, still put a decent team in. We were bolstered by two 17-year-olds in Harrison and Jaden, which were good additions to the team. And that's why this Ekkenen so good, because the shorter distances are kind of similar distances to the junior kids race pretty often. You can slot them in without it being any kind of extra stress on their body or anything unfamiliar to them. So, um, yeah, I let us off. We're in second position when I um, changed over. I think we were six seconds behind St. Stephen. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Evans and then Nathan Stowe had had a really good run, probably run of the day, I think, when you look at the times on that leg, how much time he put into the other teams and gave us a, a good lead. I think it was close to a minute. Nigel, you'd probably know more than me. Yeah, it was. So I was sort of doing pseudo team director duties on the day or splits guy out on the course. I kind of found myself on a nice little hill so I could see, like I could take a split on one point and then yell it out to the guys as they ran yep. past the next point. So yeah, you went in about five seconds down and then when Nath came past me the first time past the hill, it was 40 seconds. And then when he came back the hill again, it was a minute. So he he put a lot of time in in that section from those guys. And then, yeah, handed over to Matt Buckle who just kept the, kept the gig rolling. Yeah, I've just got his time up now. He ran 25.06, and nobody else that ran that leg broke 26 minutes. Um, So he's kind of, he's put 50, yeah, or Matty Gunther ran 26.01. So, um, you know, pretty significant leg there, really put most of the other teams in the coffin. And then uh, Matty Buckle kind of went off next, and I think he also ran the fastest leg for the day um, on that leg as well in Premier Division. So... Um, yeah. He really put the nails in the coffin then and, and ended pretty much every other team's day. And I think we got up to 2 minutes and 20 seconds ahead um, yep. when I kind of was out on the course when Brian Keeley went past. I uh, yelled that split out to him and he, he looked at me kind of shocked like he wasn't expecting to hear that big of a gap. And then the boys just could finish it off at the end there. And, um, yeah, probably a 90-second win in the end. A few teams come back at us a bit, but the race was already over at that stage. So we got the win for, uh, it was 38.2 kilometres, two hours, three minutes and 53 seconds. Glenn Huntley was second, two hours and five minutes, 34. St. Stephen's third, two hours, 6.36. So uh, good result for us, importantly, because the two teams in second and third on the ladder going into this race, Western Athletics and Box Hill, finished in sixth and seventh position. So um, it just means we create more of a gap up the top there because we're now on the top of the ladder with 48 points. And in second spot is Box Hill with 34. Western A is in third with 33. St. Stephen's fourth, 32. So a good battle going on for second, but we've got a nice little buffer. 
Mm. I like that. Good battle going on for second. I think that's... Um, yeah, it's funny. I I was watching the live results and also getting some live stuff from Nige. And, um, yeah, I was getting pretty excited after after Nath's run. And then Matt ran really well as well. So it was, it was a really... Really good team result and awesome to see some of those other guys kind of step up into that team. Um, and a perfect day for us winning and then seeing who we think is going to be our main opposition kind of go missing a little bit um, and finishing finishing further down. And <clears throat> one thing I haven't heard, I heard it a lot before the season, is all those people saying, oh, Bendigo shouldn't have been put up. They've um, they've lost their voice a little bit as Winter's... Mm. Winter's come on. I haven't heard those people talking for a while. Have you guys heard that? A few fellas gone missing, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which is good. It's always good just to let the legs do the talking and our voices on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so, and it was good too because I think, and Tim said it when he had, he was on that episode, like depth is so important. Like you need 12 guys, I think, to win, to win a premiership. And I think mm-hmm. we've now had 11 people score for us in the first four rounds. Because um, you got to look at our Div 4 team. Like, we had Brian McGinley in there and Glenn McMillan, who have both scored for us throughout the season. So, um, you know, two two guys that would fit into any other premiership team um, are running Div 4 for us. And mm. no wonder they They won by 12 minutes. Um, yep. Absolutely smashed Ivanhoe. And those boys were kind of taking it a bit easy because they're all racing up at the Gold Coast this coming wow. weekend. So they could have put even more time into them if they wanted to, I think. Yeah, they were quite uh, happy to to take a Div 4 spot, I think, this week with their bigger goal being this weekend. Um, and I didn't mention Glenn before. Is he doing the half marathon? Or he the, is, yep, the half as well. There? Yeah, which is good. I thought what was interesting being out there was that uh, there was, you know, just surprised to see St. Stephen's, obviously, they were second early to us. Um, and Box Hill, uh, uh, sorry, Glenn Huntley after the second leg, they were down in fifth. Um, and then sort of once they changed over with um, Ben Kelly, he ran, what did he run? Fourth. That just pulled them well up the order. Yeah, um, he ran 19.21. He ran a really Pulled fast. a minute back on our, oh, minute 10 on our fourth run, Brian Keeley. Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like Brian sort of held his spot with all the others, but Ben yeah. was the big mover in that one. And he, he basically pulled them from fourth to, to second, and from there they could hang on. Yeah, um, so, a lot of you guys know, ran that like mid twenties, and he just yeah. ran that seventy seconds quick. It's yeah, seventy seconds quicker than the whole field. Yeah, just did that bit bit faster, and then obviously when you, you know, I had to had to say I was feeling pretty confident when they changed over to Jaden, and he had you know better part of minute forty five, minute thirty. I'm thinking, oh, he you know he's he's only running four point seven k, and he's a fast kid. He's fired up, you know. Got the Redhead Express going on. He was, um, yeah, he was powering along. So, um, and then Harrison, you're thinking, well, it's 3.6 k's. How many guys are going to run him down over that sort of distance? So, yeah, you've got to be running um, very quick to make up minutes over 3.6 k. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, there was a bit of chat pre-race just saying, look, if anyone gets near, you just use that 1500 meter kick that you've got for the yeah. finish. And, uh, Harry was ready, but I, th- I reckon he spent the last downhill thinking about his his winner's salute. To be honest, no, nah, that was <clears throat> that was planned pre-race. Apparently, oh, really? that's, that's yeah. what I'm hearing. Which I like that. I like some pre-planning, so therefore you don't do anything um, too stupid. And I think Ned Buckle had a little bit to do with um, what was celebrated. So uh, yeah, do you want to want to talk us through that, Nige? What he what the celebration was yeah well he he, he committed uh, just running through the finish shoot he managed to give the the four fingers for the four in a row and do the bat salute on the way through and there was a bit of a no andy no worries which tell you what i had the fingers down fingernails down to the wick uh you know pre-race thinking how's this going to go how many points can we lose we had a uh we had an experience a couple of years ago at sandown where we fell way down the order and and really that, that pegged us back, really, from promoting to Div 2, which would have eventually got us to Div 1 earlier and might have erased a bit of that chat about were Bendigo worthy. But, yeah, I was I was, I was impressed that Harry had kind of put the work together with Ned to put that salute together. It was well well worth it in the end. Yeah, so. no, they were, they were confident. Um, what were your – I don't know, I didn't – I only saw photos of the day and the, the brief video, but it – it didn't, I don't know, I was just comparing it to jails, which probably isn't the right thing, but the atmosphere didn't seem there. Would that be 
Would that be right, or would you reckon it was there on the day? Go Brady first. Nah, the atmosphere wasn't the same. I don't think the... I think, well, the race was different as well because it was so spread out. Like, I think the jails atmosphere got added to because it was such a close race. And then um, people who maybe weren't invested in Premier Division became invested in Premier Division when they saw how close it was after, uh, over the last couple of legs. Um, and it seemed like at jails, a lot of the other divisions finish, so then they stick around as spectators, whereas it seemed like a lot of people were still out there racing when we finished um so and yeah obviously the travel factor for metro teams as well i think the numbers were still pretty good the amount of teams and stuff they had in but yeah different field of field of gels um and it was a bit like anti-climax in the in a way like it yeah the the race seemed over from a long way out um so yeah different vibes yeah once once matt had got that two minute lead up it was sort of thinking, oh, that's, you know, sure, you've gained two, two minutes. Sure, we gained two minutes over those first three runners, but the next three legs are shorter. So they have to lose a lot more time at a much faster rate to, to lose this race. And I think I was up on the hill basically for most of it, and there was a few people cheering there, but I'm not sure what it was like down in kind of the village. But it, it seemed like because you couldn't quite have see so much of the course mm. from the village it really didn't lend itself to kind of that building atmosphere. You could kind of just see the changeover zone and that was a bit of it. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know whether they want to, whether they can move that in the future or anything or whether it was just the nature of how the race the race ran. But I wouldn't say it was necessarily sort of pumping along the way that Gels nah. was. And it was a lot yeah. harder to track what was going on through that finishing shoot. Like it just felt like it was just a constant like – teams changing over because they all had different start times so they might have sent like three divisions off and then 10 minutes later sent another two divisions off and then 10 minutes later so i was just constantly like team starting teams changing and you just really didn't know who was tim crosby did a good job on the microphone to kind of try and build some hype about here's this team coming through now but um yeah it was messy out there i suppose is a good way to describe it yeah, from the photos that I saw of the start finish, it just didn't look anything like jails, and it just looked, it just looked like a group of people standing in the middle of a paddock, um, which it probably was, but pretty kind much. of it was. Yeah, photo doesn't lie, you know. But I like even on course, and I, uh, I was there kind of the whole time after the first runners. It's just really hard in those relays to really get a sense of who's coming where across the different teams. Like I could kind of keep a kind of kept, well, definitely kept an eye on the premiers. I could get the sense from, uh, I knew really clearly that when I saw Brian McGinley's run for Div 4, like he was way ahead of second. And I'm thinking, oh, I know with Steve Van Rees and Glenn McMillan coming next, like they're pretty confident. But even then I was still not like, yeah, you're leading sort of thing. Like it was just really mm. hard to keep track of people, but particularly with all the different legs and every team doing different things. Whereas I think with Gels, they're all consistent lengths. Um, they're all changing over really close, whereas this was a really staggered start time. Like, everyone seemed to be, like, five minutes apart. So you're sort of there going, oh, there's, you know, there's Rossi Evans in our 50-over team. I'm not sure where the next guy is, like, or Jim Russell. Yeah. Like, you just... Why they had a Premier Division, like, stuff yeah, like that, yeah. Right. I know, like, and because they've all got different numbers and stuff. But, um, yeah, it was... It was certainly around we were we, we I was really pleased to get like women's div four team, four um, men's teams and four juniors teams given we've had COVID, there's Gold Coast, people are on holidays, you know, it's close to school holidays, that sort of thing. So um, we've done pretty well to get to where we got to with that lineup really. And just to your comment earlier, the depth of the team we've got here in Bendigo is is pretty awesome. Um, let's just hope Six rounds to go. We can keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah so, so nearly got that clean sweep again with the women um, winning Div 4 and the Div 7 team was second. Alice Wilkinson in the women's team with Abby Hydman. I think that's her debut in the bat singlet too, isn't it? Yep. Just a, just debuts the week before she's doing Gold Coast Marathon on probably the hardest course um, probably probably out there. And Juliet yep. ran the last leg there. They, ran, they won by four minutes as well. So, um, yeah. yeah, some good running there for sure. They're going really well. And, uh, yeah, nice to see that that Div 7 team, you know, they got pips, um, but, yeah, hung hung in there really well. So Jake 
Jake Delaney, Darren Hartland, Aaron Norton, and Chris Timewell. So those those four have been really consistent. I'm fairly sure they've run every race um, this year. I oh, know Darren didn't run Cruden because he had COVID. So you know they've just been that committed kind of crew, um, turning up, being part of the team. You know, yeah. atmosphere of it. And really it just kind of just shows that it's that team aspect. It's not about the the premier team. Like it's those guys getting there, and they have just as much fun as we do, and they love competing for Div Seven, which I think's really uh yeah. just really summarizes AV and the the XCR series because um, yeah. they love racing for each other and they're fighting tooth and nail towards the end because um, they want to do as well as they can and come up against uh, Sandringham, which they had like. Uh, Will Garbalotto. 29-30 guy. Yeah, and then another junior that ran pretty well. So I think that's the first time they've rocked up. So we'll see if they turn up again. But, um, yeah, it was pretty good. And then what? We've got a we've got another relay in, in two weeks' time, Nigel. Is that right? Two weeks? Yeah, Sandown. This is always this is always the bogey round for, like, every team because of the Gold Coast positioning. Um, you know, I think a lot of the... Div 1, Div 2, men and women teams go to Gold Coast plus a bunch of the juniors. So it's it's almost like you're, you're kind of running your reserves um, list um, in many ways here or, or putting people in that position of saying, oh, if I'm running a marathon, do I want to back up five days later, six days later, which common consensus from just about everyone would be, no, you shouldn't do that. Um, but uh, it, it is that team question, isn't it? Um, lining up to Sandown. So it'll be nice to be back there. It's always one real change for people. We've been on cross-country and some pretty rough cross-country courses. Um, Brady, I don't know what you thought about the course on on Saturday, but Sandown's a a real game-changer in terms of what your running conditions are. It looked pretty rough on Saturday. I think that's the hardest Athletes Victoria course there is. Like... Even even the fact that it was like paddocks that like were pretty long, so you wanted to wear spikes, but then the longer legs had a lot of like rocky road, so you couldn't wear spikes. But then some people chose to wear spikes, and then others didn't. And it's like the guys in the spikes had the advantage over the cross country section, and then the guys in the flats had the advantage over the rocky section. And then yeah, it was just no rhythm, pretty hilly. Um, yeah, like I averaged 324 pace, I think. Um, and I was working just as hard as, you know, running 29.25 a couple of weeks ago at Lonsdale and running 256 pace. Like it's, um, it was hard. I think that's the hardest course I've ran on for AV for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So then we change gears to Sandown and people will be oh, looking smooth. For, people will be looking at for 250, 259s, 255s around that, that sort of zone. So it's going to be a real change for the legs and the, um, the smoothness of it. So. Yep, we'll we'll put the call out. We'll see how many athletes we get across, and um, and and put our best foot forward. Nothing. Now, uh, not a lot should change for us though. Like obviously, Andy's unavailable for the next three rounds. I think it is, but with everyone else that ran on the weekend um, in the relays, should still be available for Sandown. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think it's crossed. COVID permitting. Yeah, I think we'll have a strong team and. Um... I think we've got that buy-in from all of our people, all the athletes now that they want to, they want to run for the team, and they'll um, happily sacrifice themselves a little bit, even if they've got some sore legs after the 10k. But um, word at the track tonight is there's a uh, there's a very big um, female name that may be running. So um, that's. Whoa. That's all I'll say there. But the women's Div Four team, they better look out. Um, <laughs> So good yeah, that's... good of you to uh, get Sinead across for us at the bats. Thanks, Andy. That's good. Um, Sinead's so... already gone, hasn't she? I think she's in St. Moritz already. Jess Ringo, maybe Jess, maybe. But um, no, a big a big name. So um, making their debut, which will be uh, exciting for the women's team. So something to look out for there, which is exciting. That is good, and it, it's great. I think it's been. Look, hats off to Alice Wilkinson. She's she's run every round and been running out of her skin. And I think while she has had some great support from others running with her, I think to to add to the higher end of those stocks would be really, really good for her and for just our female runners, all our female runners, to have that aspirate, like the leader who can pull them forward, I think would be really good. So that's exciting. Can't wait for that to drop on Instagram. Now, Nige, as part of um, GM or whatever your official title yeah. is, um, where 
Are you committing to a tattoo? If we win oh. the premiership, are you? Well, no, I, I, I have to like point score in the points, don't I? Yeah, no, 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 you the don't. You're not getting out of this. I think the clipboard is well and truly worth points. There's listeners so, who are getting tattoos, Nigel, who have never been to oh, Bendigo before. Yeah, yeah. So where are you thinking? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Let's let's wait till that uh, clock stops at the tan at, uh, on whatever it is in September or October. Nah, we want to we want to have the tats at the tan to show everyone. That's what we're You're thinking. You're that confident. You're that confident. Yeah, You're I was, I've been. I've been. Andy's been confident from day one. I was yeah. like, our goal is to not get relegated. He's like, I think we can win the whole season. I'm like, no, we yeah. can't. I remember when Andy said, I'll be disappointed if we don't <laughs> yeah. win. If we're not at the top. And I'm thinking, geez, I'll be happy not to be relegated. Yes, yeah, same. Expectations, yeah. no. that's the difference, right? No, the, uh, the Ernie old blokes are designing our premiership shirts. Oh, it's going to be, and I've, I'm hearing the Bendigo Addy. You know how they're doing the, uh, the Herald Sun, how the middle page is oh, often yeah. the... The premiership photo, they're going to do that mm. for the bats. Ah, awesome. So That's good. what I'm hearing. I love so this talk good. after round four. But it, <laughs> but when you start looking at the numbers, it does uh, it does get exciting. When we've got a lead like we do, and we at the start of the year, we said our strongest rounds will be Ballarat 15K and Burnley Half Marathon. Um, so they're kind of two that we have in the book that we think we can t- come very close to winning. So that would take us to six wins for the season. Um, we've already picked up four, so that would be very hard to beat. We'd have to have disasters in the um, in the other four races, which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah, and and a big part of it is also turning up in numbers, as we saw at um, at Bendigo. You know, you turn up in numbers, and everyone who's in the top hundred is kind of taking point. Well, there's there's sixty six spots, sixty six runners in Div One. Any runner we can get in the top sixty is taking points off another team. So um, even in the top hundred, so the the more we can do that with numbers, the better. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. I'll I'll just say we'll see to that one, Andy. And uh, if we if we get closer, then we'll talk about it. But um, I'm sure we've got the design sorted out by now. Yeah, we've got the design. Um, and Lockie Barber, he's going to do it. I haven't asked him, but he said he'll do it last year at Falls. So he's going to. He's he's a runner for Box Hill, so I think that'll work well. So as long as he doesn't put Box Hill logo on it instead, one of those horses. I wouldn't trust Lockie Barber to give me a tattoo. No, he's actually pretty good these days. How do you know this? Have you got a tattoo of him? I have not personally, but I know many people that have, and he has an Instagram account now. Okay. If you've got a gram account, you're um, (laughs) You're official. I'm just having flashbacks of those guys who got like the the sort of Geelong tattoos, Geelong football club tattoos, where they got the years wrong because they, they'd like <laughs> booked it in when the final started. They're like, yeah, they're going to win another final and then they put it on and then it didn't actually happen and then they've got like a scrub out of change the years. Anyway. Yeah. No, well, that won't happen to us. We Yeah. We don't get that excited as Collingwood supporters, do we, Brady? Says, the, says the guy who's gone away for a month. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Definitely don't get that excited as Collingwood supporters, but that's all right. Well, boys, we've had a good show. Thanks for the chat. I reckon we wrap it up there. Uh, Are you going up Gold Coast Nige or are you staying local? I'm staying local and uh, looking forward to seeing everyone at Sandown. And uh, Andy, congratulations again, mate. That is fantastic news. So good. Thanks, Nige. Appreciate it. Thanks. You you found out a day early. You got a little sneak uh, sneak release. So. I did. I was I was with someone who knew, and they said, "Oh, that's fantastic news about Andy Andy getting into the Commonwealth." Oh, wait a minute. Wait, I shouldn't have said that. And he quickly backpedaled, and I said, "I won't tell anyone until it's out in public. It's okay." But uh, he was a bit embarrassed, the poor chap, after that because well, he let it out of the bag. Well, on Inside Running last night, I come up with a great idea because Moose got a message when he heard one of the track athletes. Um, word must have got out. Someone on the track team must have told him or told someone he knows that they'd made the team. Um, and then I said, oh, it'd be a great idea. We should call Andy and see if he knows. I'll put on loudspeaker as we record live. And then the boys are like, yeah, but this could be really awkward if he hasn't made the team and he's just sitting there shattered and we got him live on the show. And it's just like, yeah, good good thinking. But I am kind of wish we did call him now. To, could have broken exclusive there as well, even though our show's not out till tomorrow. But anyway... Still would have but been fun. I've been getting messages off Moose for the whole last week. I thought he knew. 
because he was like, oh, you going overseas? He was asking me all these loaded questions, and I just wasn't replying to him. I just didn't <laughs> reply. I just I didn't know what to say. And I was like, how do you know? But he um, obviously didn't know. Um, I thought you must have let it out, Brady. No, no, I, I, was, I didn't tell anyone. I was very tight-lipped. Um, Moose was very happy with the, the four-finger celebration, actually, from um, from Harrison. No, from Jaden. No, Harrison. Harrison ran yeah, last. Yeah. He was a real big, big fan of that. He brought that up on Inside Running last night as well. So um, I told him now everyone's shotgun gunning the last leg at Sandown so they can throw the five up. That's the thing. Like, you get the last leg. I'm sick of running these early legs, Nigel. Might have to request going down to, to position five or six. Get me in the get me in the photo. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not against that, mate. I think that'll be good. That, that could mix it up. And, you know, there was a bit of nerves on – cause also because all the distances were weird on Saturday. Mm, you didn't actually get this, but all the other guys after you were like, I don't know how far – how do I do my warm-up? How far is it going to take, like, Brady to run this long and stuff? But yeah. we're just like, just stay near the start yeah. line. logistical. Yeah, nightmare that race. They came up here. And you can't see them coming through the finishing shoot till about 20 seconds before they actually get there. So, like, yeah. I think there was one team. That, I think it took them a minute to get the timing chip off their, their arm. Oh. I don't know how you get that timing chip stuck on your arm like that because everyone just runs with it in the hand and three, flicks it over. But, um, yeah, there was a few chaotic moments at the finish line. Amateurs. We don't, we're practicing yeah. that stuff at the back all the time. Yeah. Tuesday that. night at the track, yeah. Practicing, finishing Ooh. salutes, all those kind of things. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, safe travels up to the Gold Coast, Andy. I'll see you there. If uh, any Inside Rome podcast listeners are listening to this, Andy will be at the live show on the Sunday afternoon, so you can see him in person. And Nigel, I'll see you at Sandown in a couple of weeks. See you guys. Go well. Lovely. Week Thanks, and a half. That will come around quick. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 